Life Audio. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. And Michelle, we have an awesome community group, which you enjoy, I enjoy, hopefully the people in Mm -hmm. the group enjoy. And new folks can just find us over on Facebook. Just look for Daily Bible Podcast under Community Groups. And also, just a reminder, as you're listening to this podcast, click the share button and share it with a friend and also rate us. Give us, I don't know, four stars, five stars, whatever you feel like you want to do. But rate us. Give us some stars. It just sort of helps share uh Share the podcast and share what God is doing. Okay, share the so, love. Share, share the love. That's folks. what it does. It shares the love. I like that. Okay, so today we read Matthew 8, 5 through 13, Luke 7, 1 through 17, Matthew 11, 1 through 19, Luke 7, 18 through 35, Matthew 11, 20 through 30, and Luke 7, 26, actually Luke 7, 36 through 50. All right. As we are following Jesus in his first years of ministry, people are paying attention to Jesus. And it's not Mm -hmm. just the Jewish people. So today's reading started with the centurion, a Roman military officer who approaches Jesus in Capernaum to request healing for his paralyzed servant, who is suffering terribly. And the centurion demonstrates remarkable faith by acknowledging Jesus' authority. He says that Jesus can heal his servant with just a word without physically needing to be there. He says, I command people all the time. I follow my commanders. And Jesus is shocked. It says, and he declares that the centurion's faith is unparalleled even in Israel. And so Jesus heals his servant. Now, don't you just wonder, Michelle, what the people were thinking? <laughs> um, the <laughs> Romans were the invaders and kind of the captors. Like they were in control And yet Jesus shows his willingness to extend his blessings even to the Gentiles. And we see also the tender heart of this soldier. In fact, the story in Luke, because it's cult in different places, the story in Luke adds more detail, explaining how the Jewish elders advocate for the centurion. They tell Jesus that he deserves help because he loves Israel and even built their synagogue. So this centurion's a different type of guy. Um, And these records together tell us about the centurion's humility and faith. After all, he had to humble himself to come before Jesus and seek healing for his servant. I mean, he is used to just commanding people around, but he comes seeking help. I don't know. That's a pretty cool guy right there. Mm -hmm. Um, That's very cool. And then in Luke, Jesus goes to the town of Nain, and he raises a woman's son from the dead. So Jesus, seeing the funeral procession and the mourning widow, is moved with compassion. I love that phrase, moved with compassion. And he touches the casket, commanding the young man to rise. And the man sits up and starts talking. Um, Now, remember, this is the widow's only son. So with his death, she no longer had no one to care for her. So it talks about just a big difference that Jesus made touching him. Not only this guy has life again, but... Now she has someone to take care of her. 
and he's revived, and the crowd is filled with awe because he's been healing like people who are alive. Now he just raised someone from the dead, and they're starting to see him as a great prophet. And then we move to John the Baptist, who's in prison, and John sends his disciples to inquire of Jesus to ask if he's the awaited Messiah. Now, I thought this was interesting because he was raised with Jesus. They were cousins, like, before he, like, baptized him. So I think he's just, like, making sure. Like, maybe he's wondering why Jesus hasn't come rescued him. I don't, I don't know why, but he's saying, like, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? And Jesus responds by referencing his deeds, which the fulfill prophetic expectations. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Jesus then commends John as a prophet, and more than a prophet, he identifies him as the forerunner of the Messiah, which was prophesied in Malachi 400 years prior. Now, it's been 400 years for them. Mm -hmm. It's only been a couple weeks for us. (laughs) But Malachi 3.1 said, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. And suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant who you, whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. So they've been knowing for, for 400 years that first, before the Messiah comes, that, that there's going to be this messenger. And Jesus is saying, like, John is the messenger. And yes, I'm the Messiah. Mm-hmm. However, Jesus notes that the least in the kingdom of heaven is even greater than John. And this first part ends with, and the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. You think? You think that news would spread if he's like healing people mm-hmm. and raising someone from the dead? <laughs> okay, yes, the news mm-hmm. is spreading. Yeah, yeah, the news is spreading and it's spreading fast. Well, you know, people during Jesus's time were much like you and me in our generation. They didn't have time. They didn't pay attention to important things. They were distracted. They didn't get distracted by their phones, but they got distracted by other things. And so he denounces those that live in Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum. And he did miracles there. And they were unrepentant. But in Tyre and Sidon, even Sodom, some have turned from their sins there. And he says, a judgment day is coming and it will not go well for Mm. you. I mean, just think those three cities, Tyre, Sidon, and Sodom, I think we talked about that earlier yesterday or the day before. I mean, that those were Gentile cities and yet people were turning from their sins, but they weren't turning from their sins in, um, in Judea and the areas where the other Jew, you know, the many of the Jews were living. And so Jesus saying, judgment day is coming, my friends, judgment day is coming. So Jesus prays to his father in heaven. He's thanking him for hiding things from the wise and revealing them to the childlike. Basically those who have salt, soft hearts like Plato, soft hearts and are eager to know God and please him. And Jesus finishes this with saying, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. (sighs) Okay. Big sigh, my friends. Jesus wants our burdens. He wants to lift them off our shoulders. And that is a very good thing. And then we see Jesus accepting an invitation to dine with a Pharisee and he, he accepts. He, he takes a moment to, and, and I just w- want you to take a moment. 
Let that sink in that he accepts. Pharisees are watching Jesus's every move at this point. And, and as we watch this story play out, I want you to watch the wisdom, the innocence, and the sweetness unfold. A woman known as an immoral woman in the city is there and she washes Jesus's feet. Mm-hmm. And there is something about this Jesus. I mean, people, especially those who know they are sinners, who know they have done wrong, they're drawn to him. So she's washing his feet and she's crying and she's using expensive perfume to wash his feet. I mean, there's tears mingled with perfume. Charles Spurgeon said her service to Jesus was personal. She did it all herself and all to him. Do you notice how many times the pronoun occurs in the text? She three times and her three times, or her twice. She served Christ himself. It was neither service to Peter, nor James, nor John, nor yet to the poor or the sick of the city, but to the master. And and depend upon it, when our love is in active exercise, our piety will be immediately towards Christ. We shall sing to him, pray to him, teach for him, preach for him, live to him. And that's what she was doing. Like, that's what she was doing. She was serving Christ her all in all. Like, not just bringing her perfume, not just washing his feet, not just crying. She was serving Christ. And so the Pharisee has some problems with this because she's a sinner. Jesus has an exchange about forgiving debts and then points out that this Pharisee didn't wash his feet upon entering the home. And then Jesus took it a step further. He says, she knows who he he is. Like she knows who Jesus truly is. Jesus announces to her that her sins are forgiven. And he says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So good. And it just, I mean, for her to enter... She's known. People probably are talking about her. She probably has no, feels no honor to herself, no respect for herself. But she's still going to go into a Pharisee's home just so she could wash Jesus' feet. It just tells you how much she loved him. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that she was talked about even mm-hmm. as she was sitting there watching Jesus' feet. And, um, yeah. and she still sat there at the feet of her master. She knew who Jesus was. The Pharisee didn't, but G- yeah. she knew who Jesus really was. Well, we need to take a break. We need to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with the word of the day. Stay tuned. Okay, so the word of the day is sinner. A person who transgresses against divine law by committing an immoral act or acts. That's what you will find in a dictionary. A sinner who transgresses against divine law. And in a Bible dictionary, according to um, BibleDictionary.com, a sinner is one who voluntarily violates the divine law. So there's a difference between what a dictionary would say and what a Bible dictionary say. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible dictionary says, hey, you, you sinner, you voluntarily violate God's law. You disobey, you neglect any known duty. So even neglecting is sinning. And you know, in in Romans 3.23, we find that all have sinned. And um, and it was the woman with a scandalous past, and it was the Pharisee 
with an impeccable, clean life for all to see in our story today. But Christ came for the sinners. He came that we might all be saved through him by believing that he is our Lord and Savior. You know, every one of us sin against our holy God. The The Pharisee sinned in his heart. He judged the woman and was probably judging Jesus as, as he was asking his questions. He had sins he needed to be healed from. The woman had sins she needed to be healed from. Each person in those crowds that were following Jesus, they had sins they needed to be healed from. The disciples had sins they needed to be healed from. Each and every one in our story today, and you and I, mm-hmm. cannot keep this divine law. We, we sin. We are sinners. But the good news is, is that Christ is our atonement. He is our Savior, and He's laying the groundwork for all of us to see this. As as we're as we're reading through the Gospels right now, we He is laying the groundwork. Some are seeing it sooner than others. Some it's going to take a, a long time. Others they're going to be blind to it for the rest of our life. But He's laying the groundwork for all of us to see that He is our atonement. We are sinners, but. He is a great, great forgiver. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is that one recognized that she was a sinner and one didn't recognize he was a yeah. sinner. Um, and so that's right. like all of us have sinned. And so there are those who know it mm-hmm. and are repentant and those who aren't. And so, you know, we read that Jesus is upset with cities that saw his miracles, but they didn't change their ways. And mm-hmm. the Pharisee was walking around with Jesus, but he didn't change his ways. He didn't think he had anything to change. Um, but I love how Jesus kindly invites everyone who is tired and stressed to come to him for rest and peace. And so he's he's preaching this, he's proclaiming it, and then someone takes him up on his offer. That woman took him up on his offer. And we see Jesus' interaction with what everyone in town was calling the sinful woman. And so it's the face-off between judgment and kindness. Despite her past, this woman shows genuine sorrow for her sins and her love for Jesus, and he forgives her. So reading these stories today, I see Jesus' kindness and Mm. grace and compassion. They are wide-reaching, but they are also personal. Like he said, everyone come. Everyone come to me. Come to me. If you're stressed and you need peace and rest, come to me. And then she did. So it's personal. Like she personally came to him. So it's like all his messages are for everybody, but we have to personally be the one to step forward. So what does it mean? We have been invited to give our troubles to Jesus and seek his forgiveness and peace. Um, and we might see God doing wonderful things, but we don't change our ways. And that's the scary thing. <laughs> like when people have, God has showed up big time in their life and then they're like still turn their backs on him. Um, sometimes we prefer to hold on to our troubles instead of accepting the freedom that Jesus offers. Sometimes we just mm. want to stay the victim and we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna go to Jesus. So imagine that woman who came to Jesus and she knew all her mistakes and sins and everyone in town knew all her mistakes and sins, but even with the world judging, she found forgiveness and love yeah. at his feet. And it just shows that Jesus was approachable. She must have known how he'd react. Otherwise, why would you put yourself in that humble position to be at his feet? She must have known that he would just be compassionate and loving. It must have been so evident. So for anyone who's listening who may not have a personal relationship with Jesus, Jesus invites everyone, whether we feel distant, whether we feel close to him, his arms are always open to us. And we 
we just need to come to him and accept his love and then share that love with others. Um, it needs to change us and we can allow him to change us. She didn't knew, need to do anything except come. And of course she gave an offering that wasn't required. Like she did that out of her outpouring that she gave him this offering was washing his feet with this expensive perfume, but she didn't need to do that. All she had to do was come to him and the Pharisee could have done the same. Anyone in that room could have come to him and he would have accepted them. Um, and so just makes us think like whatever wall is between you um, for the Pharisee, it was pride and thinking they had it all right. For some, we may think our mistakes or our sins are too big. Jesus wants everyone, everyone mm-hmm. to come. And yes, we are we're all sinners. But the word of the day is sinner. All of us have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever perish shall. Oh, why can't I think about it? Why, can't, <laughs> why is my mind going blank right now? It should be able to. <laughs> I did that last time, in. Michelle. It should okay, be. Okay, we're going to do it together. In. Ready? For God so loved the world. the world that he gave his one and only oh, son, that whosoever that whoever perish, be- whoever believes oh, who in him. Believes in Shall not perish, but have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We did it! (laughs) Humbling. This humbling. humbling. Jesus didn't just humble ourselves. (laughs) Humble ourselves for Him. (laughs) That's true. Well, can you pray for us, Trisha? Yeah, for sure. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we are all sinners. We are all sinners, and I thank you that we know this because. That means we also know that we need to come to you for the forgiveness um, of our sins. Lord, I thank you for that moment. I remember just praying like, God, I have messed up. Please forgive me and do something with my life. And you fully have done amazing things from your grace and from your glory. I, I remember the moments when my darkness left, that light lit within me, that burden lifted. And I thank you for saving my soul, Lord. And I pray if there's anyone out there listening who has not accepted you and just asked you to forgive their sins, I pray that this might be the day that they do that. And just that simple prayer, Lord, I have made mistakes. I am a sinner. Please forgive me. And I thank you that with those whispered prayers that that person will be with you for eternity, Lord. And I pray that light and hope, well, I know it will, will come into their hearts, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for those in our lives that have hard hearts that maybe think they don't need need you that think that whatever walls are, are they feel is for protection i feel that i pray that those things will crumble that you will mm-hmm. um, touch them i pray for those that are lost our family members our friends mm-hmm. our neighbors lord and i pray that we may be also proclaimers of your good news to others lord i pray that you'll bring people into our lives that we can share your good news with and, and let people know they don't have to stay there and in their shame and in their darkness, Lord. Thank you for your uh, forgiveness. Thank you for your salvation. And thank you that you have eternity waiting for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. Okay, so get out your pencils. Tomorrow we are reading Luke 8, 1 through 3. 
Mark 3, 20 through 30, Matthew 12, 22 through 45, Mark 3, 31 through 35, Matthew 12, 46 through 50, Luke 8, 19 through 21, Mark 9, 1 through 9, Matthew 13, 1 through 9, Luke 8, 1, Luke 8, 4 through 8, Mark 4, 10 through 20. And I want to take the fantastic, I want to take a moment here to thank the fantastic team at Life Audio. You would not be listening to Daily Bible Podcast without their help, their guidance, and their belief in Trisha and myself. LifeAudio.com has developed an excellent podcast platform, Christian podcast platform with you in mind. Go check them out. LifeAudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.